Hello and welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast here on Sacktown Sports. I am the one and only Emiliano Emil Fergoso, 49ers beat writer for Sacktown Sports. And joining me as always is our wonderful producer and my co-host, Nate Littlefield. Nate, what's up? Bus rider, Nate. I'm here. I'm a bus rider, and I'm here to have some fun. We were just talking about this. Explain the bus rider thing for people who don't know what that is. Oh, Kevin Durant, uh, Charles Barkley just says he's a bus rider. He's yeah. not a bus driver. He doesn't, you know, he does. He doesn't lead the team to the championship. He's he's just on the bus. So. Yes, but I will say though that Nate, while he is on the bus, yes, he contributes to the bus having a successful journey so that is important to remember maybe what i am is like on an airplane you know how there's the safety uh like you have to sit in the row and like be briefed on hey when when this plane crashes you got to open this door your stewardess Uh, yes yes yeah (laughs) so i'm i'm no i'm the person that sits in the chair oh yeah so i'm writing Uh uh-huh and i'm i'm i have a job but uh you know it's probably never gonna happen oh so you're in the exit row yeah i'm the exit row exactly (laughs) exactly I'm an extra row kind of guy. <laughs> Me too. Well, the extra leg room, obviously. Yeah, obviously. You can't take that extra leg room all day. But anyways, we're not here to talk about airplanes. We're not here to talk about extra <laughs> leg room. We're here to talk about the San Francisco 49ers. And what a crazy, hectic couple of weeks it's been, Nate, uh, for this Niners team. Obviously, we had the owners' meetings down in Phoenix and everything going on with the league changes. Now, we are in mock draft season. If you can believe it, today is April 11th. The, the NFL draft is on the 26th, I believe. Yes. 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 Uh, that sounds right. That sounds about right, which yeah. is a Thursday in Kansas City, which is less than t- about two weeks away now. 27th. I apologize. 27th. So on the 27th, 29th, yeah. yes, which is two weeks away from this Thursday. It just sneaks up on you. Yeah, it It's does. just here all of a sudden. Yeah. No, I feel like it was just the combine. Yeah. I really do. Like, I feel like I was just watching these guys at the combine, going through the testing, Going through all this stuff, and now here we are. It's it's middle April. It's not even beginning April. It's middle April now. Yeah, things. I mean, especially in this area locally, we're in Sacramento. I'm sure most people know that by the name of uh, our station. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, just a lot going on here. So you kind of things just go under the radar with the Niners right now. Yeah, for us. Yeah, a lot a lot under the radar. Obviously, because the Niners are in the off season and them not having a first or second round pick. Obviously creates lesser draft buzz than per se our neighbors over in Vegas with the Raiders because they have the seventh overall pick. Um, But the Niners still in their calling card has been the past couple years. How can we make the most out of our draft picks, especially in the later rounds? They found blue chippers in Fred Warner. They found blue chippers in Drake Greenlaw. You know, you can just name guys they found. Would you say Kittle's a blue chipper? Oh, gosh, yeah. He's the blue chipper. Debo, heck. Yes, I, I yeah. mean, Ayuk. I mean, there's so many guys, and he was a first-rounder or whatever. Um, but but a late pick. A, late, not, a later yeah. pick, not a top-ten pick. The Niners have a bread-and-butter formula of doing their scouting really well, and obviously that's paid off for them in the past, and they've lost a lot of coaches, a lot of personnel because of that. Rand Carthon being the latest to join the Titans, become their general manager. So it'll be interesting to see how John Lynch adapts this year, losing another member of his scouting department um, in San Francisco. Yeah. He's going to, I mean, it's just, it's a chaotic time uh, to be a GM right now, right before it's the, the amount of work, the amount of homework they do to pick players is incredible. And the Niners have never, well, the Shanahan era has not been a first round, especially top 15 pick. Like uh, McGlinchey was mediocre, like he was an okay player, (laughs) but he was picked 12 over 12th overall and, Mm -hmm. you know, Solomon Thomas and. 
Yeah. You know, Ayuk I, was a first round pick, but yes. it wasn't. And Debo was an early second round pick. I believe Debo so, was yes. like, yeah, one of the first to go mm-hmm. in the second round. But yeah, it's it, when you're a Niners fan, it's not necessarily exciting to watch them pick people from three to five rounds, three to five. Yeah. But that's where this team is made. So keep an eye on the picks that are made there. Yes. Yeah. Especially considering where their picks are slotted. Now, if you don't know, the Niners are tied with the Houston Texans for the second most draft picks in the NFL this year at 11. Yeah. And crazy enough. Seven of those picks, seven are compensatory picks based off of losing general managers, coaches to other other front offices. Obviously, the Rooney rule as well with minority hires, D'Amico Ryans, Rand Carthon, Martin Mayhew. All these guys that have come through the Niners ranks, come through the Kyle Shanahan branch of coaching, it's paying off for the Niners in dividends because they're getting these picks back and they're getting picks back. We're not only losing players, we're also losing coaches, which is the formula you want for success over time. Yeah, and if, if we're talking about coaching tree real quick, I was on with um, last week. I was on with Chris Watkins, who's a host here, and he yeah. asked me if the Niners, uh, if losing coaches, coaching personnel, staff personnel, is going to bite them in the butt if it's caught up to them yet. And I don't think it'll be this season necessarily, but I think it will be something to watch for in the next year or two. If yeah. if, if coaches still keep getting poached because then players start to get poached too and contracts are starting to run out with our elite players so I think that's definitely something to keep in mind as a fan to keep an eye on which coaches are going where and how that's going to affect the Niners I think losing D'Amico we we I mean we've talked about this but losing D'Amico is big but there's still going to be just absolute menaces on defense. Maybe not one because you can't get be- you can't really improve from being number one. Yeah, but I I definitely think just just be wary in the future of of the coaching tree snatches happening. Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree with you, and I think this year won't be that issue because they got a guy like Steve Wilkes back there, such an experienced coach, a former coach, head coach himself. And so I think that's going to be really important for them as a leader in that defensive front, especially because he's so good with the secondary member. I think Greasy, too, might be on his way out. I think he Maybe. Might be, I think he could get a job being a coordinator somewhere. Or something. I think that's something, too, to just kind of, especially depending on how mm-hmm. good all the quarterbacks do this year, that, um, that'll be something. Well, the, tick, the, the real one to look out for is, is John Lynch. Yeah. That's the real one to look out for. What do you mean, for a head coach? No, to leave the uh, Niners. To be an announcer? What do you mean? To, to, to go back to the desk, to go to back, some, back to the booth? Something else. Okay, that's what, okay. It was brought up over, uh, this year with, with, with John at the exit interview was, hey, are you are you sticking around for 2023? And he kind of looked at Kyle like, yeah, I, I, I'm here, right? Like, I'm pretty sure, right? Like, I, yeah. he was kind of making a joke with the media, but this is a real thing that can be concerned about is that how much more does John Lynch have left with the Niners? He's been there for so long. Since Kyle got here in 2017, it's been a while now. He just needs a Super Bowl. Let's get him a Super Bowl. That's huh? really. The, I, I kind of think if they get that Super Bowl, he, he'll 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 be okay to bounce. He's knocking on the door, so it's two years in a row. How many times are they going to knock on the door? Though I know I'm getting <laughs> sick of it. Let's kick down the door. Anyways, right now, for now though, before we get to the season, because we have a few months before we get there and get the training camp, let's look at the guys who are going to be a part of OTA. It's going to be a part of that rookie mini camp over the summer. They could have a chance to contribute in the first year. With the San Francisco 49ers. Now, for all the picks they have, they have 11 picks, right? Three of them are in the third round. Two of them in the, sorry, three of them in the fifth round. One of them is in the sixth round. And then they have four seven rounders as well. Now, the Niners could obviously trade up here. They could trade up in the second round. And that could easily be what happens here if they like have a player they like. But for the sake of this argument, let's say they don't trade up and they use all 11 picks. 
what would you like to see them address uh, in the draft this year? Um, I don't have well D line and O line. Okay. Uh, I don't have any. We're we're kind of going to talk about some players we want. Mm-hmm. I didn't put any offensive linemen in there. Yeah. But I yeah just bolster bolster the the front seven with some big big guys uh, on on defense and then we we need to find a diamond in the rough uh, on the, on the offensive line. I think we need to protect our guys. Plain plain and simple. I I think all other positions were pretty safe. Um, maybe defensive back corner. Uh, would be a spot to look at. I, I have a couple guys there to keep an eye on, but yeah, yeah D line is is definitely my favorite. D line, I would like D line to be bolstered. Yeah, I also agree with you. I think the Niners don't have to focus as much early on on the D line because they've already addressed it with Kinlaw. And I think that's a really big reason why the Niners are getting off to a good foot already going into the draft is because they did so well in free agency, even though they lost a, a handful of guys. Um, but yeah, D line absolutely, and then offensive line hundred percent. They need to get a new right tackle. They can try out Colton McKibbitz this year if it works out great. If not, you got another guy in the wings that can take over. Yep. Maybe mid season, who knows? But your rotation, just bring a guy yeah. in for competition too. Yeah. Bring a guy in, in iron sharpens iron. So. Because Colton McKibbitz, Jalen Moore, and Matt Pryor are not going to cut the job most likely long term. They're just not. I like Colton McKibbitz, but he's probably a swing tackle at best. Yeah. Backup guy. He's a backup. Yeah. He's a very useful guy. Yeah. I like Colton McKibbins a lot. They signed him to a, a especially team, in this but. offense when you have your tackles yeah. swinging around, putting up huge blocks, and yeah, yeah it's good. Especially injury history, all all of that. All you of that. need a guy that's mobile on that tackle spot. They can get out there. McGlitchy did a lot of it too. Trent Williams, especially, you see how he moves and getting out from that left tackle spot out to the second level. When he starts yeah. moving, it's a highlight. No matter what, you're seeing that on ESPN. You're seeing that. So it's literally yeah. a truck running yeah. at you. It's kind of scary. Trent Williams move a lot. Yeah. It's so scary. Yeah, he's awesome. Anyways, <laughs> so I, I put out I put out a a mock draft uh, Monday. For the Niners. I'll just put one out for the Raiders. Check that out. Sackdownsports.com under NFL, under my name, or under Raiders or Niners. One of the two. Just hit a, hit a, hit a link, like, all that great stuff. Anyway, um, so I, I put that out there. I did every single player um, for all 11 picks and kind of where they would go. Maybe this could be how they look at it. I know they brought in other people as well. I They brought in uh, Alan Matite and Cameron Latou last week uh, for a visit He's kind of a, a fifth, sixth rounder tight end kind of guy. The Niners will probably address a tight end spot, getting a fourth guy this year. Who knows if it'll be earlier or later. We'll just kind of see how it shakes out. Um, but yeah, let's get, let's get into the picks right now. Well, can we talk about sure. Cameron real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Latu. Latu? I think Latu. it's Latu. 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 I, I, I want to yeah. pronounce it right. It's it's Hawaiian, I, or Samoan, Polynesian, one of the two. Um, it's Islander. And so I, I want to make sure I pronounce it right. But he, he was a stud player at Alabama. Um, had, had a lot of kind of a do-it-all kind of guy. He's the all-time record holder for receiving touchdowns by a tight end uh, for the Crimson Tide, which I think it says a lot. I think it says what the Niners are looking for in this draft with their tight ends. It's someone who can catch the ball in critical situations. Yeah, so if you go on the NFL.com, you can check out these prospects. It gives them a rating. It gives them pros, cons, or weaknesses and mm-hmm. uh, strengths. Interesting, they've listed his weaknesses. Two of them that really stick out to me are letting catchable balls hit the turf. Yep. And that is something that Kyle Shanahan will not stand for. No. And the uh, the team his teammates will if he was drafted by the Niners will not yeah, accept. So that is something that would need to change. 
And then another one that really sticks out to me is less dynamic than expected after the catch, which is what the whole offense is based around. Yes. Yards after catch. Mm -hmm. So that makes me think, okay, I mean, he would have to change his game pretty significantly. A little bit. Or, yeah, or not be drafted by this team. So and, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I do not have him on, on my mock draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're, yeah. I, Ross Dwell is a good backup, and Niners. I think I think they're happy at tight. End. It's weird with the draft because you're filling out positions that are you know just it's so much potential and a, a lot of what ifs. So I, I yeah. Look, they got George Kittle, they got Charlie Warner, and they got Ross Dwelly. Yeah, on, on there. The Niners want guys who can do a little bit of everything at tight ends, but they need kind of an inline blocker, a guy who can get out there and, and, and hit some people. But they also need a guy who can make a security blanket catch, kind of on it, you know, a, go out in the flat and do like a two yeah, yard like a third hook. and I don't four, know. Yeah, yeah, where you know all the pressures on Debo and run an out route. Yeah, you know, yeah, not, yeah. nothing crazy. We just need you to, to, we to, need to get to you a first round. Yeah, 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 real quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, nothing too crazy, and so that's why I think the Niners do get another tight end because they they know that Kittle is expensive and they don't know how long he can hold up for. Yeah, I mean he yeah. he gets dinged up here and there but god it would yeah, it's hard to think about him not being a 49er. It really is cuz it's but it's, is. it's possible. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about this draft though. Yes. Right? So, um round 3 pick 99 is our first pick obviously. Mm-hmm. Um I have them and this is kind of a, a small draft crush on my part cuz I watched this guy at the combine and I just completely I'm enamored by him. And then I went back and looked at this tape, and I was like, man, this guy can move. And what do the Niners like about that? What does Chris Ford or the run game corner like about his tackles? They can get out there and make some blocks. Blake Freeland from BYU is my pick for the Niners at the round three, pick 99. If he is still there, which he might not be, he might sneak up in the second round, and the Niners might be the ones to trade up in the second round for him. Yeah. Blake Freeland would be a great offensive tackle. This is what's really tough about mock drafts when you get this deep it's you really just don't know surprises happen all the time i mean the biggest surprises happen in the first round because that's where the most eyeballs are yep but yeah a guy like this who i mean who knows he could slip he could slip to four you don't you really don't know yeah so it's tough um the, the niners making a trade I mean, what what do you give up to move into the second round to get a guy like this? That's I, that's the question. A third and a fifth. Third probably. and a fifth. Yeah. Third and a fifth. You go to the second. It's that simple. It, I mean, it, trading is as much as complicated as it can be. It seems very simple in the NFL. I mean, heck, a former number three overall pick just got traded for a fifth rounder today. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anything can really happen. These trades, uh, and I think that when it comes to the draft stuff, especially teams that are looking to rebuild, not like the Niners are. They're looking to get more capital than anything. And if that means moving back into the third round, but also getting a fifth rounder, they'll take it. Because it's the same kind of form that the Niners do. They want to take these guys on low contracts, low salaries, and just kind of develop them over time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a solid pick. It's a six, six, eight guy, 300 pounds, yep. a little over 300, just a monster. And we could use another monster, another monster tackle. He ran a four nine seven forty. Okay. Yeah. Perfect okay. for, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his vertical's a uh, uh, thirty-seven inches. He's a he's a freak. he's a freak athlete. Yeah, he's a freak. And if the, it's the a perfect Kyle Shanahan guy, that's yeah. the point. Is that yeah. the Niners love freak athletes because they can coach him up. They just need the guys to have the attributes to be able to coach him up. Yes, and exactly. He's a great run blocker, and that's what they love to do the most. He has to get better at using his 
his upper body strength to, to, to pivot and stuff. He's a little bit upright in his stance a little bit, so he's got to get better at that. But I think Chris Forrest is going to work all those demons and flaws out of him over time, and eventually he can become a very good all-around right tackle. Um, but I think the run blocking is going to be really useful for them next year, and Blake Freeland just feels like a really kind of a home run pick for them long term to pair him alongside Burford and Banks and, and, and Williams if how long he stays for. Yeah, just another guy to throw into that rotation. You Absolutely. Know, see what he can do. A- Absolutely. All right, you want me to give you a guy? Yeah, give me a guy. Keandre Coburn. Okay. He is a defensive tackle. Yeah. This is who this assuming yeah. third round pick. It's hard to make a judgment. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah, this would be the ninety nine. Uh for me, he is yeah, a Texas A and M uh D tackle. He is very it's it's a silly comparison, but he, he might be a prospect of the Aaron Donald um, kind of okay. play picking a player situ or si- similar size. He's six two, so he's short for for yeah, a D line. Six two, three thirty two. Just uh, he's a little on the slower end. Five five point two two forty yard dash, mm-hmm. but the guy is uh, he's just. Blows through people. He's a bull rusher. He's yes. a he's a freak. So he just smashes smashes through the line. I don't think he's a guy you use every down, which the Niners D line don't use one guy every down. We've talked about this before. Bosa yep. doesn't play every snap on defense. No. So you you throw him in the rotation, you bring him in and out, and I think it's a it's a I mean high ri- medium risk, high reward situation with it with a guy like this. Yeah, they look. Niners don't always care about the physical stats with these defensive tackles as long as they are hard workers. Yeah, it's kind of what they want. I mean, you look at guys like Kalia Davis. You look at guys like Ty McGill who are a little bit small on, on the smaller end, um, and and they're thrilled with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jordan Willis. He was kind of a, an unknown guy playing D tackle and defensive end. Now he's a contributor playing for the Raiders and got and got a contract. I mean, they, they they look for guys that are just willing and able. And with Coburn especially, I mean, he he was he was a stud player. At at Texas, he was a stud player for them. Was able to be a bull rusher, and the Niners they love that. They absolutely love that, and so I, I get this pick. I really do. It's a good spot for them, and it's a spot that they need to address. I mean, he had six and a half sacks, ninety five total tackles, fifteen for loss. Um, you'd like to see a little bit more, especially considering he was a five year starter, or yeah, five year starter with them. But you know, it's a third round pick. It's a third. It's a third round yeah. pick. And Keandre Coburn has the pedigree to be a good defensive tackle in the NFL, potentially a starter eventually. We'll see, yeah. though. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. I, I like it. Uh, okay, so now round three, pick 101. I have a tight end here. Okay. I do. Okay, not Cameron. No, Let's not see. Cameron. No, it was too early for Who Cameron. They get a better one. They they eventually, this could be, I know you don't want to hear this, but it could be a Kittle replacement down the line. You never know. Don't even say that, Oh, no, I, I understand. I understand. Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan. Okay. All right? Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan. This guy can do a little bit of everything. He blocks. He catches. He was a star for Michigan. Um, and he he's not oh, super God. fast, but he ran a 4-6-3-40 time, which is okay. It's solid. But he had four, 637 receiving yards and 54 catches in his, in his college career. That's a lot for a tight end in college. How important is speed for a tight end in this offense? Well, so, to, be, to be dynamic, yes. Yeah, to be dynamic, yes. He's, yeah, I. You don't seem enthused. I, I'm not super, super enthused. This, you do need to be fast to be to be that be all tight end, right? Okay. There's not 
I, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. Of course, fourth round pick. That's where we are. But I'm, I'm not. When it comes to tight end, I feel like we're in a good place. The okay. the 49ers are in a good place. So basically, they could do they could do their tight end later in the draft. They could say. do their tight end later in the draft. Yeah, they don't have to prioritize it mm-hmm. with the fourth round pick. Maybe maybe not. But this is such a deep class with tight ends that maybe you're right. But they also want to make sure they get a guy that they know is going to contribute at the next level. Mm-hmm. And if you wait too long, you risk losing out on these great tight ends. That's true. And so that's why I think they they don't want to wait too long and they get a guy who. They like and who can is effective in the open field and is dynamic there and is good at making people miss, but also able to get his hands dirty, be an inline blocker, and, and, and I think that's important for them. I really do. Plus, he's a Connecticut guy. You never know. That can always be a thing. Um, but um, yeah, no, Luke Schoonmaker, I I like for him um, and him for the Niners, and I think he'd thrive really well in that offense. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's do, <laughs> sign let's me pull up. the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go? Uh, yeah, I got. Well, we were talking briefly, but we better talk about this guy before. Uh, oh boy. Brief conversation before oh uh, our podcast, but uh, local guy. Yep. Shout out to uh, our friend Jason Ross too, who yep. is the uh, the voice of your Sac State Hornets, uh, Marte Mapu. Yes, who I saw listed as a linebacker slash safety, which was like I, I thought he was a pure linebacker. Yeah, but he might play hybrid safety, though, too. Okay. Just because yeah. of his size. Yeah. So, speaking of size, he is. Um, oh, I just had it right here. Where's his uh, his height? Um, I got you. Yeah, he's not a huge. He's not a huge guy. No, he's not. Oh, 6'2. Yep. 6'2, about 6'2 and a half, basically. Two, yeah. 217 pounds. That's yep. what he's listed. That was when he was at Sac State. I don't think that's from the combine, though. Um, I'm actually. Six uh, six three two twenty one is what I have. Okay, six three two twenty one. Okay, so we put on a little bit of weight. Uh, that's a guy. He yeah, a, again, dynamic player. If he can play both outside linebacker and you, th- you think he'd be out? He'd be outside. He'd be playing outside if presumably. Yeah, I would say playing outside at six three. I don't think he's. An, I don't think he's a. He's a um a sideline to sideline backer. I think he's an outside uh, backer for sure. And again, playing the hybrid safety spot, he could come in kind of on a dime safety look. And kind of like be the blitzer off the edge kind of yeah. thing because he's really good at that. Um, but yeah, no, Marte Mapu was very, very good for for Sac State last year. One of the reasons why they were so good was because of Marte. Um, he just had surgery on his on a torn pec, I believe. Yeah, he is expected to be ready for training camp um, when in, in late summer. But who knows? And so that could affect his draft stocks. I'm a little surprised you took him in the third round, but I, I, it speaks to him. I yeah, I was thinking more third. I I put that before the. Hector, I think he might drop. I, mm-hmm. d- I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, he might be closer to four. He might be one of the uh, – how many do we have in the fourth? We have – oh, we have no fourth. It's, uh, he might be our, our first fifth, fifth round pick. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So especially after the Pectare. Um, But it would be cool to have another local guy with Eric Armstead. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be really cool to see that. And, and what's unfortunate about this is the Niners are hosting a regional local pro day tomorrow, Wednesday, the 12th. Yes, the 12th. And Marte would have 100% been one of those guys to bring in, to show out, to give him some more buzz. Unfortunately, he can't do that now because of this torn pectoral. So it's really a bummer. He's a guy that people have brought up for top three visits. They really like him. A lot of teams really, really like him. And so I would not be surprised to see him taken off the board by the, by the fifth round, the latest. Um, and so, yeah, the Niners getting him here is a little bit high for me, but... But he was very, very good in college. And, I mean, his 2021 season really spoke for itself. He... he, he in 2022 especially, spoke for itself. 65 total tackles, 
Um, four pass defenses, two picks, one forced fumble, a sack. I mean, he's just a tackling machine playing an outside linebacker. Maybe he could play inside, but I kind of like him more of an out, as an outside linebacker. I'm curious what his speed's going to be and how that's going to translate to the next level. But besides that, I, I think Marte Mapu has a chance to be a very, very good contributor at the next level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't need – last thing the Niners need are more guys that injury-prone, injury – I yeah. mean, I don't know if he's injury-prone necessarily, but coming off a torn pec is just never a good look. A torn pec is a torn pec. It's – it look <laughs> – It hurts. It, you know, it really – look at Cody Rhodes and playing around yeah. wrestling. Through, anyway, um, a torn pec really hurts. But I wouldn't say it's a thing – it's like he's injury-prone. No, 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 no. The torn pec just happens. Yeah. That's a serious injury, okay? It's not like you have leg problems or anything like yeah. that. It's just – it's an injury. It's not a knee. No. Even a shoulder would be – yeah, so. I, I think he'll be fine. And he is also one of the teams that has, has a top 30 visit with the Niners already. The Niners have shown interest. So this would make a lot of sense in the draft a guy like Marty Mappe. Well, it's a quick drive. He probably just wanted to – Save on gas. So they picked, <laughs> just yeah. go for a cup of yeah. coffee. They're like, we'll get the guy. Yeah. Well, we'll while Javon Kinlaw is training in San Jose, yeah. we got Marte to come in. Yeah, Why not? A little two know? for one. A little two for one action. I, well, you know Javon's training with a Sacramento guy, right? Right now? I did not know that. He's training I, I in it. San Jose? Yeah, in San Jose. I forgot his name. Did you see that video? I think it was last off season where he had the squirrel in his mouth, Javon Kinlaw. Did you, you see that? I don't think I did. I don't. Think he I was out to. hunting, and he had a squirrel in his mouth from his like uh, his little neck fat. Like it was so Javon, gross. Javon, man, he's a country boy. Yeah, what you mean? What you I mean? love it. I love Javon. Yeah, get, yeah. That's look. That's I, what I want. I feel for Javon so much because I really want to see him play and thrive. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I really do though because there was so much talent there. Yeah, he's a beast, and he's really Let's working see. his body to get better too. But we'll Let's see. see. Anyway, no, Mario Mapu, I like uh, in this spot for me. Um, in this next pick, because they have back-to-back picks here in the third round, their final of the third. I had defensive end Yaya Diaby from Louisville. Okay. Um, Another D-line guy. Yep. Again, it's about getting reinforcements, right? It's about getting reinforcements in case Nick Bosa gets hurt, in case Eric Armstead gets hurt again, in case Javon Ginlaw misses whatever time he's going to miss. Because or that's our superstar Cleveland Farrell. Oh, gosh. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Don't even. I was hyping him up the other day. Were you really? On on Chris's show, yeah. I was like, I'm excited. I'm I am excited for <laughs> Cleveland Farrell. I think it's a steal, yeah. And maybe just Raiders PTSD. I just yeah. I no, just that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be very Niner fans, you have been warned. Yeah. That this guy has a lot of pipe around him, but at the end of the day, he may not deliver. I'm ready to be hurt. <laughs> I'm ready to yeah. be hurt. I'm always ready to be hurt. Anyway, because of that, the <laughs> Niners look in, at the draft and go, you know what? We need some insurance. We need a reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. Come on over here, dude. Come over to the bay. Can you just imagine Niner fans chanting "Yaya" at, awesome. at training camp? Yeah. Um, no, or yeah. he gets a sack in a game, and it's just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's that. gonna be something fun. <laughs> yeah, yes. I just kind of I'm already making his song. Um, no, he has the raw athleticism that the Niners covet. They really like it. He ran a five a four five one forty for a defensive end. That's that's nice. That, yeah. That's lovely. That's that's what you want. Yeah, you want you want four five five or under is what you want, and Diaby had that. Plus, he had a one five six split, which is exactly what you want for the ten yard. Um, using his agility and ability to get off the line scrimmage, his production was also great. Ninety four total sacks, nineteen and a half TFLs, ten and a half sacks in three seasons. He's got the experience. He's got the pedigree. He's kind of got all the traits you're looking for with it, for for NFL defensive ends, NFL athletes in general. And Chris Kosarek is great at finding these guys and turning them into blue chip guys. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'll, you, I'll take I'll take more talent on the D line all day. Yeah, I, I, all day. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Yaya be one of those sneaky guys, too. If the Niners didn't pull the trigger, is he is he starting? It's week 15. Is he starting? Yeah, he's yeah. starting. Yeah. Yaya's good, dude. Yaya is really, really good. Your turn. Next guy. This will be my last. We're kind of running out of time here. I feel like we're, we're having are. a lot of fun. I know. We're having a little too uh, much fun. Um, corner. Okay. Travius Hodges Tomlinson from TCU. Really? Yeah. So he. This would. This would be a fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Fifth rounder. Yeah. yeah, yeah fifth yeah, rounder. Okay. Uh, smaller guy. Five eight. One seventy eight. Listed. Yep. Uh, but just quick, agile guy. Corner play. Uh, probably not a nickel guy. Probably he'd probably get run at defensive back. Uh, but I have no issue with a small, fast corner. Yeah. Just to, I mean. He, I'm looking at the um, the uh, NFL draft prospects too. Yeah, and they're he he's more of a physical guy than a technical guy, but that's kind of that's kind of this team. That's right? the point of the yeah. cornerback position. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. That's the whole thing they want. They want guys that can tackle an open field. Yeah, and he's that's simple. This seems like a guy that can do that. Uh, I'm not, and if he's fast and can make the tackles, kind of reminds me of. Maybe a Buddha Baker light. Ooh, yeah. Not obviously not. Buddha is a is a freak. Buddha's a freak. But, yeah. So, but that that's kind of who I see. I don't have much to say, but I don't mind a small, fast guy, especially coming from that TCU. That's surprisingly good TCU team. Yeah. Look, TCU last year was the dar- the, the, the the shining darlings of last season. I mean, they Cinderella were, story. They really they were, were the kings, the they, Sacramento kings of the run last year, and then they year. got destroyed by Georgia, which would be fine if we got destroyed in the final. Whatever. We're would it though? Would no, it? That'd be, so sad. I, that'd be so depressing, dude. I don't. I let's yeah. not. I don't even get to the Whatever. kings. Let's not even get to the kings. Uh, it's actually I'm at a point where it's like I kind of don't want it to go too far right now because I don't want to get my heart broken again. <laughs> it's like, can we just end this quickly, please? Oh, man. <laughs> We're not going to win the finals, I don't think. Who knows? <laughs> um, anyway, Travius Hodges Tomlinson. That's why I couldn't find I was like, why? I can't find Hodges Tomlinson. Love love, double last name. It's great. Yeah, official 40 time. They're in a 4-4-1-40. Jersey makers hate double last names. Oh, dude, you don't get it. They hate it, dude. They're always talking to me about it. Makers, yeah, um, yeah. Look, he is only five foot eight. He's going to probably be a nickel corner at the next level. But he's a guy like Samuel Womack, and the Niners took last year, who is a gamer. He's a baller. He wants to improve. He wants to play football. There isn't a again. The word to describe Hodges would be gritty, right? He's gritty. He's not the dance. Not no. We don't. We don't Guys. gritty. We, he's gritty. Gritty. Yeah. He's a hard nosed tackler that wants to succeed at the next level. He wants to be good. Some comps, obviously. Um, Legereus Sneed, I saw as well, was a comp for him. Um, I, I like it. I, I do. I don't know if he'll get to that level. Legereus Sneed's pretty good. But um, it'd be interesting to see. And he 100% falls in the category that the Niners love, which is guys who can tackle the open field and guys who can just game. They want a yep. ball. Physical guys. Physical cornerbacks. All right. Do you want to do one more? One more. Okay. We have time for one more. And then we'll touch on what's going on. This is my round fivers. Okay. I'm starting it. And again, it's more D-line help. It's all about helping that D-line, right? Defensive I'm tackles. here for it. I'm here for it. It's all about, right? So your defensive tackles are Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, and Javon Kinlaw. Kevin Givens, T.Y. McGill also in the depths. Yeah. You don't want to play them if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. They're good contributors, but you don't, you'd rather have some. They're replacement level, correct? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. They're, they're rotation guys. Yep. Texas' Moro Ojomo. Moro Ojomo. Ojomo. Okay. Okay, this guy is a physical dude. 
He wants to run through you like a bull. He's got a great smile, too. Yes, he does. He's got a great smile. Yes, he does, man. Let me tell you about Moro, dude. Moro, man, he had some production. He finished with with a 90.6 PFF grade last season in his fifth year in college. He had 95 total tackles, 13.5 TFLs, and five sacks with Texas Longhorns. His game isn't sacks. His game is get to the get to the backfield, get some pressure, do all that stuff, do all the dirty work that Bosa won't have to do, that Hargrave won't have to do. No, you're good. Yeah, I just had a little sneeze. No, you're it? you're all right. <laughs> um, this guy will do all that dirty work that Jordan Willis was doing, all that dirty work that that Kinlaw fails to do sometimes. Morrow can do it for you and a little bit more. He's not very fast. He's not. He's five. He ran a five five zero zero four forty. He with the, with a one seven seven split. He's not very fast, and that could be a concern at the next level. But he's a power rusher, and I can use more power rushers on the interior, especially to stop that run. I have to make a correction from earlier. I said Keandre Coburn was from Texas A and M. He's a Longhorn too. Is he a Longhorn? I'm like I'm pretty sure. Are you? Am I tripping too? I I think I read it wrong too. Yeah, he's a Longhorn. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. Whoops. That's so, right. He yeah, is a Longhorn. Because I was like, do we both take? Yeah, we both picked D linemen from t- the Longhorns. They're both. They have good defensive yeah. linemen. I don't, I'll tell you. Yeah, that's awesome. I, li- I like Morrow over over Coburn a little a little bit, but uh-huh. that, but that's just kind of a thing, a personal preference of mine, I guess. Um, they're both really good. They take either one of them. I'm happy with the Frank the Niners. Um, and the craziest thing with with more with uh, Mojimo especially is that he's 21 years old still. Yeah, and started three years. Yeah. He played, I believe he only went for three years. He played five yeah. years. Played five? Played five. The math, yeah. Co- okay. Coburn, yeah. Coburn did not. I mean, Morrow did. Morrow did. Morrow Ojimo definitely okay. played five. He played five years, um, but he's only 21 years old, and that's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really good. That's a yeah. good thing. You want younger guys. God, and he just looks like a grown man. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. He looks like a grown man, yeah, all right? he's 6'3", so he's not... So, what's your opinion on height and offensive linemen? Six two or over. Six two or over. Six two okay. or over. Yeah. What about with? Because I know everyone makes a big deal about Baker Mayfield not like some quarterbacks being able to see and dealing with tip balls at the line. Uh-huh. I always know. I just I know there's varying opinions. On, Obviously, on the taller the better with these athletes. Obviously, they're on the defensive line. They're going to against offensive linemen. But if you're six six two six three, you're probably going to be fine as long as you have the talent to back it up. You know, you've got to have the rec- some requisite height. Nothing too crazy. Um, I'm sorry, I'm looking at Brock's height right now. Purdy, he's like 6'1". He's 6'1". 6'1", yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's the fun thing with Purdy is that, is that like, he's just tall enough, you know? And Lance is 6'4", yeah. I figured Lance was... Did you see that picture of Trey Lance yesterday? Oh, oh man. Shave your head, dude. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It sucks. I've had I had a, I have a really good friend who lost it. I mean, it started in the back, losing his hair, but he was shaving like right out of high school. So Ooh. it might it just it's time, dude. That's yeah. I feel bad for Trey Lance, man. I guess that's what it's like living with Kyle Shanahan for all these years. Yeah, I uh, just like he's he's gone through it the past couple of years. So man, they're they're memeing Trey Lance up too, and that's what's really sad about it yeah. is that like what has happened? Yeah, what has happened? Shave your head. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Anyways, Sorry, Trey. That's <laughs> it's not disrespect. I'm not trying to disrespect him. No, we're not. We're not. I love it's Trey. Just... I love him, but it was tough, dude. Like incredible. incredible. 
like incredible, incredible, just memes that are coming out. They, they, they gave him the George Jefferson. It was like, yeah. oh my leave God. him alone, dude. I feel so bad. All right, we got to touch on that's our that's our mock draft. That's our mock draft. Okay. You want to read more? Go at sackdownsports.com. Check Raiders and meal. Niners are out there. Check me out. Bunch on Twitter. Check them out. Come on, check them out. <laughs> Anyways, Nate's corner. Oh well, I just we got to touch on this Odell going to the Ravens. Okay, right? we yeah. have to real. We kind of have to. Does yeah. that mean Lamar staying? Kind of does. It does. It might. That seems like such a move to appease Lamar Jackson. Right? Well, they paid him fifteen million dollars a year. I hope it would appease him. Isn't it more than that? I Eight, thought it was eighteen. Eighteen worth up to eighteen. Okay, it's thirteen million. I believe. I'm on shocked signing. he got that much. Do you think they were that was the biggest offer he got? Yes, he was meeting with the Jets or supposed to meet with the Jets that day, and the Ravens came back at desperation and signed him. I mean, the Ravens need receivers, but yes, they, to have Odell be your number one is a little sketchy. Very scary, dude. Yeah, so I, it seems scary. like a desperation move. And then what if Lamar doesn't sign? But well, here's the thing: this is the best receiving core Lamar. I can't believe I'm saying this, and this is the truth. It's sad. This is the best receiving core Lamar Jackson's ever had in the NFL. Devin Duvernay. Oh maybe. no. Odell, Rashad Bateman, Nelson Aguilar, Devin Duvernay. That's leaps and bounds better than whatever the hell he's had the last couple of years. Is that it's so crazy you just said leaps and bounds. No, it really is you're though. Right. Yeah. It really is though. It's been so bad. It's been terrible so for him, dude. It's been so bad. I mean outside of got, Hollywood uh, Brown. I mean, yeah, Hollywood Brown, and he's got a great title. Um why am I blanking on his name? Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. He's, I mean, Mark Andrews, an elite pass catcher for tight end, but elite tight end in general, elite tight end, yes, um, t- top five tight end, easy, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that sucks for Lamar. No, no, yeah. So it's just very suspect. It's, uh, I guess he's, I guess he's coming back. Uh, who knows? Uh, they haven't looked. They haven't agreed to a deal. And my thing is, so you're gonna pay Odell all this money, but you can't pay Lamar what he's properly worth. Problem is the guaranteed money. And that's been the issue. So he's worth the game. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying that's the problem. I'm not. I'm not arguing. I just think that's why they won't do it. That's why every yeah. owner is saying that. Well, every owner's just afraid because they're afraid to do all the work and then for them to just match it. Because I don't think the Ravens are going to let him walk. Yeah, I don't I, think they're going to let him. They'd walk be crazy either. too. But yeah. Then again, all NFL teams are crazy. I think you've all learned that they do some crazy things. Yeah, especially the, the Raiders. Uh, speaking of haircuts, dude, I saw a funny picture of uh, someone just took a picture. It was on the 49ers subreddit. A picture with uh, uh, Mark Davis. Oh, no. Just in a casino. And just, he's fun to look at. The, which haircut does he have right now? He the just no, got, he, you know, he's no, got his classic. The no, the no hair or the bowl cut? The bowl. It was I, the bowl. It looked like the bowl. Yeah, it looked. I uh, thought he shaved his head again. I mean, let me do a little research. I could have sworn this. he shaved his head. Maybe he did. It just, maybe I just see him like that every time I see him. But. That's a haircut for the ages. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to say anything rude about Mark Davis. No, it's the Mark bull. Davis. It's 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 coming down a little bit. It's like it's hard to you see. No, that's it's, the bull. Yeah, yeah. I could have sworn he shaved his head though this year for some reason. It's short. Mark Davis. But if we're talking Mark Davis haircuts, that's he's a he's an interesting. Just yeah, he you, did. Okay, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he did. Look, it's great radio. Yeah, he did shave his head completely. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool him and Gruden get the same haircut. That's awesome. <laughs> that's rad. <laughs> and that's a wrap on the show right there. That was good. Um, anyways, if you want to look at more mock drafts, again, at SacktownSports.com, uh, we got all the mock draft stuff. And we'll have some player profiles coming out here shortly. Um, we'll do a revisited one probably next week or the week after as well for another mock. And, uh, yeah, Nate, any final uh, words of wisdom before we get off here? 
go uh, go shave your head, Trey Lance, please. <laughs> I'm really not trying to be mean. Like I know this goes out into the ether and people hear it, so there's a chance I guess he could hear that, and I really don't. I I love all the guys on the Niners, but that's just my advice, you know. Yeah. Just it's just yeah. You don't want people making fun of you. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking at it in here, and it's it's it's. <sighs> I feel bad because like I don't get it. Who's not telling him to shave his head? But at the same time, why are people being not, like? I get when you're famous, people don't want to be like, people don't want to be real with you, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, we're famous. People don't be real with us. But, like, People what? don't be real with us. I forgot how to speak. Sorry. But, like, what But like what happened to his, like, it's only been three years since he got drafted. and not even. It's stressful. He's had a stressful three years, has he not? Yeah, but that's, like, wow. Man. It happens. Yeah. It yeah, happens. it does. It happens, dude. Yeah, it does. Anyways, that's the show. That's the show. <laughs> that's the show. Thanks for joining us here on the Return of the talk. Empire podcast. A lot of hair talk. About that action. <laughs> Anyways, we'll be back next week uh, for another Return of the Empire podcast. For the time being, though, I'm Mil Fergoso. He's Nate Littlefield, and we'll catch you all on the flip.